Hello and welcome to another episode of The Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Bernie is here. What up, what up, my man? <laughs> Hello. And today we're joined by a very special guest, uh, known to you possibly as Don Yaya on Twitter, known to us now as Roy Olende. Roy, thank you for joining us. Hey, it's my pleasure and good on you for nailing the last name. Uh, that one... <laughs> Sometimes it's tricky, but you nailed it, yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Listen, we're an international podcast here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so we're a group of people that could only have really come together in Toronto. Which is, I tell uh, you. Yeah. We, um, we once did, there's there's a funny, like, Brits in Toronto account on Twitter. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. Um, and they once interviewed us, and they were like, you're the most diverse group of podcasters how did this happen? And we were just like, it's Toronto. Right? Like, <laughs> Pretty just, much. That's well, the only only relevant answer you can give. It's, it's Toronto. So, yeah. Anyway. But uh, Roy, why, why don't we uh, tell people a little bit about yourself? So you um, born and raised in Kenya, moved to Canada a little while ago. And who do you support? I was, uh, I was tricked into supporting Arsenal as a young boy. Um, the uh, the Paul Mersons of this world and Ian Wright showed me some good stuff watching the FA Cup as a kid in Kenya and uh, and then Wenger came and obviously I thought my life was set Arsenal will be winning forever uh, <laughs> hasn't turned out that way <laughs> but <laughs> but here I am so I am a I am a gunner uh, through and through uh, love him what I find well, funny is that like people select this pain like voluntarily <laughs> it's 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 actually amazing to me like i give an example my my cousin just had a kid and he named his kid thierry literally and i said do you know what pain you have brought upon this child <laughs> <laughs> but you know when he sh- uh, when he shows him the youtube videos the kid's gonna be very impressed yeah but like oh, the kid has God. no future just has to live in the past all the time like come on <laughs> You named me after a mediumly good pundit. <laughs> it's tough, man. As Arsenal Arsenal guys, we're always just like rewatching clips from now 15, 20 years ago. It's getting it's getting pretty tired, but hey, you know, I'm told that the pain is worth it. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, listen, at this point, there's only, you know, three teams that you could have selected back then that you would still be happy with now. Um, and none of, were any of them good back then? No. Like Liverpool, Chelsea and, and City were all terrible then. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but you're, I understand that your sons are in a similar position to Mohamed's younger brother who is constantly angry at Mohamed for making him support <laughs> Arsenal. You know, my kids, they're nine, seven and five. So they haven't really got it yet. Like the thing that still puzzles them is, you know, that we'll watch a game and they'll be like, you, they're accustomed to picking things that win, you know. So like they're, they're Lewis Hamilton supporters. One of them's a Max Verstappen supporter, but like they're accustomed to picking things that win, much like ours as a kid, right? So now they'll watch a half of football. We're getting pumped and like that. I, I know you want to. <laughs> you can see the confusion on their face. <laughs> they're still so young so they want they want to like arsenal but like this past weekend they were looking at the table uh during during one of the games and they're like arsenal's fifth okay and he, i'm like this is amazing right now and they're still like hmm <laughs> we're fifth <laughs> yeah, so. like, you don't understand it's a rebuild like look at the age profile of the players 
Can, Seriously, can I'm at the age of 23. Come on. Can, can you imagine that conversation? Is when you're like, do your homework. You need to be good in school, top of your class. And like, but you support Arsenal. What do you mean? <laughs> and just say, work hard, boys. Work hard. Eventually it comes. Eventually the thing is worth it. I don't know. I don't think that. I don't think they've bought it, but we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck. It's <laughs> it's going to be a journey. Um, speaking of journeys, Bernie, uh, I'm just going to open the floor to you for a second because um, you you uh, you had some travel plans. <laughs> and as of today, November 30th, they have been disrupted somewhat. And uh, is this is this better or worse than than uh, supporting Manchester United has been for the last I was gonna say that like there has to be some way you're gonna tie this together because you don't just want me getting mad and just yelling for like, the beginning of this podcast, do you? Uh, like all things, Man United, and now with this travel ban, I'm trying to laugh under my pain, <laughs> or, or sorry, conceal my pain with laughter is all I can really do at this point. Uh, I've raged, and now I'm just going to smile through it and see what happens, which is exactly what I'm doing with Man United uh, at the moment. That that sounds to me like you're unimpressed with Big Ralph. No, no. I I felt Ralph was the right guy to get because, you know, if anyone listens to this podcast knows I'm very much about structure, foundations, building a team, almost even more than what I see on the pitch because I think... That's why I'm support Manchester United. Like, to me, I see people who I argue with and they go, trophies, trophies, trophies. And I've said it for years on this thing. I want to like my football club. Like, and, I, and liking my football club means liking what it represents and liking what is behind the scenes as well. I don't, we, like Roy was saying, his kids only know winning, right? Like, I'm old enough to know more than that now. <laughs> like, so I have to have something, some principles to stand on. And I hate having conversations with people who don't. So Ralph is great in that respect, but um, I think that there's a lot of really bad takes on the former guy, and it makes it a little bit salty for me. Um, what do you mean? I mean, the, he had three years of management, and two of them he did very, very well. In fact, some people would even say he overachieved, despite not getting to the certain trophies that people are talking about. In terms of revamping the team, rebuilding the, the foundations of the club in itself. I mean, when the former guy comes in, scraps the academy and scraps the data science team, <laughs> maybe it's not a high bar. <laughs> and you just do those two things, maybe you're fine. I don't know. But he did do those things, and people are just negating it because coming second and third and second is just easy, apparently, without any tactics and you're a bad manager. You can't do those things if you're a bad manager. It's simply impossible. So I want him to get his credit, but I also feel like this... I like Ralph and I wanted Ralph over anyone, maybe except for Valverde. But this, we get a tactics guy. Like, fam, I've seen many tactics guys fail. So, like, just chill a second. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just, Van Hall was extremely tactical and some people said that bombed. So, like, I just want people to level set a little bit and just watch and see as opposed to make him a savior all of a sudden. The thing with, with Ragnar, like, I, I was really worried when I saw the headline. Like, like, okay, this guy's coming, this guy's a beast. The thing that got me thinking the day after was like, okay, this guy's used to like all or nothing. Right? This guy comes in, he takes control of a club, he takes control of 
like top to bottom. Mm -hmm. And he's been really successful doing that. And I think the second day after after the announcement, the thing that came to mind was like, I feel like Woodward's gonna screw this up. Like <laughs> I feel like I feel like Darren Fletcher is gonna be like too wrapped into like his DNA. whatever it is, director of football, whatever like to be like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like bow down to this guy. So this is why I am very curious about what happens with him because this is an all or nothing guy and United feel like the least all or nothing club um right now fair mm -hmm. not fair i i mean I, i'll let bernie answer in a minute but i think that that's a very good point in that like at united there are always guys there who are looking after the traditions and mm. in many ways that that can be a good thing like bayern munich have done that for years with their like very angry old german men that like sit at the top of the club and just make sure everything's being done the same way it always mm. was um and that works for the bundesliga but like it had clearly come to a point with united where that wasn't good enough anymore and so they they've recognized that to a certain extent and now the question is like do they let the guy do his do his work uh, i mean bernie and i were discussing earlier that like mancini got linked to the job today and i think that would be a pretty reasonable appointment and bernie says it will never happen and you know i said but ranik's gonna make the decision isn't he and Bernie, you said no. 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 <laughs> they weren't letting. Like, there's a reason why Ranik is a consultant. Like, his views, I think a lot of what he's going to do is going to be around how he uses data, the video analysis, scouting, even coaching. I think he's going to have input on that. And I think he will have input on transfers and stuff like that. But who is going to be the new manager will be Ralph, John Murtaugh, Fletcher, and Richard Arnold, maybe Woodward, will sit around a table. And they'll discuss. So Ralph isn't going to have the final say. Ralph is not going to bring freaking Hassan Hutel, who we'll get on to, or something like that, because he said so. <laughs> it's just, it's never going to happen. Because, how do I put this? If you look at Liverpool, right? Klopp comes in and does his thing, which is, some people like to, like to overrate how much, like they say that, oh, it's perfect with Liverpool, right? Like the attacking play that Liverpool did in the 80s and stuff. It's very different type of attacking play, right? Like people don't understand it's different. However, he does fit in a sense because there is the Dortmund, Liverpool, you never walk alone, da, 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 that kind of thing. So what would work at United is someone that has a, you know, a little bit of that United DNA in them, but they're different enough that like it can work, which is probably a Pochettino, I guess. But even then, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, there's this and there's that about it. Like, I, that's why I cannot see a Mancini, because he doesn't fit any of that at all. Like, I can't imagine the interview with Darren Fletcher being like, all right, so uh, who's Bobby Charlton? Like, like, <laughs> like these things are not going to work. They have to be there to some degree, like, at least. And Pacino, you know he wants it that bad that, like, he's going to do the United Way thing, at least for the first one. Do the research before he goes in. <laughs> Mancini is just showing up just on the fly, just like, look I, at my suit. I will do the job. You really think Mancini is going to know who Bobby Robson is? Uh, Brian Robson is, sorry. Like, really? I actually think he would. Well, they, they played the same era, I guess, right? Valverde yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, no chance. <laughs> but th this is such, this is the problem with all these clubs. I say all these clubs, like clubs like United and even Arsenal to a, an extent. Um, maybe Liverpool back in the day. Liverpool will face this when a club goes. Is there's this whole talk about identity and people being linked into the club and what does it mean? Like there's 
there's a there's a bit here where it's like once you've gone far enough past the guy who has been there forever and given you success, it's really tough to like build build off of that in a way that still feels like a club identity that's not necessarily linked to that manager, you know? Mm-hmm. Um like you know, I, I hear this and I, I don't I'm not dissing on Spurs just because I support Arsenal. Please um, do. But you know <laughs> yeah, I should. I should. <laughs> but like, you know, the whole Spurs thing of we're gonna find a manager who plays in our style and our way and that sort of thing. Like Spurs success, like the last decade, Poch in a way, was successful the way he took them. Aside from that, it was Harry Redknapp. Those are like two very different styles of football, right? Mm. And so when Levy says the Spurs way, like I think every every club that says the Spurs way, the Newcastle way, the whatever way, they just mean like attacking Winning. funny, <laughs> like attacking football that win stuff. Like, mm-hmm. but. But the hard thing is to actually go like, what what is the identity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is something that's still affecting United in a way, um, will affect Arsenal for a long time. And man, when Klopp exits Liverpool, good luck. Um, I'm I'm not quite sure what happens. <laughs> Stevie G happens. Come on. <laughs> which which is well, well, we'll see. But just just on that, I think there are, there are certain clubs who are allowed to have a way, and I think whether or not they're good or not, Barcelona, I don't want them to abandon the Barcelona Cruyff thing. Like it's it's nice to have that kind of thing in football. I think Bayern Munich, even if their way is just the fact that they're run by Germans and <laughs> maybe not necessarily like the play is the same, like they have their way. And I think Man United should be one of those clubs because people mm. forget there've only been three managers in the history of United or something like that who've won like the league, right? But when Ferguson came in, he came in hard on the Busby way. Like he came in and, and mm. really, really, really came and instilled the Busby way, which became the Ferguson way. Now Solskjaer tried to do the Ferguson way and didn't win trophies, but there's got to be some linkage. There just has to be something that links it because otherwise, in my opinion, what are you a fan of? I'm not from Manchester. Like I watched Eric Cantona and went, that guy. Like, I love that, but I dove deep into it, like, it really deep into the history of United, where I feel like these kids these days are like, ah, well, Pogba, like, like no, like, <laughs> you really have to be deep into the Dennis Violets and all these people and the Louis Rochas and people like that, the history of it, you know, otherwise, what's the point of supporting a team? Because literally, I advise anyone, if you're supporting a team because they won, or because you think they play flashy football, when they stop, go to the next one. I'm okay with you doing that. <laughs> but if you tell me you're a fan of a football club, you have to be a fan of something about the football club. And that's why I like clubs that have principles and values. I agree. And to that point, Burnley should never change. <laughs> like, if <laughs> something like they that. start trying to pass it out from the back, I'm going to be very irritated. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're, so you're happy with Ralph? Um, who, who? So okay, I'm going to ask you the question because you brought it up already. But um, Cam at Cam H on Twitter says, "How does Bernie feel knowing that Hazen Huttle is a product of Renyuk? Is he excited for a slightly upgraded version of Hazen Huttle Ball? Wishing United nothing but the worst. Kiss hug." Um, 
So, Hassan Hutu Ball. Wow, that's disgusting to think about. I actually don't know what that is. It's it's, it's running around a lot. It's, it's running around high press. That's that's all it is. That's literally yeah. all it is. And press till you die, basically. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Listen, Ranik doesn't isn't successful everywhere he goes. He's clearly never won a, a league title because he makes decisions like Ralph Hassan Hutu. So as long as he stay away from that, I'm okay. It's cold blooded. <laughs> <laughs> Roy, Roy, do you feel similarly about Hazenhutl? If he were to rock up at Arsenal, what would you think? Ooh, you know what? Um, he is like a he is like an Emery type guy. He's the guy that you bring in when you don't want it to like absolutely go to shit, um, but you know he's not going to be there a long time. Um, like seems like a nice guy. <laughs> I would would never hire him. Uh, I mean, nice guy, but just. Would not hire him. Um, Can I go on record and say that you guys did Emery dirty? I'm just just putting it out there. <sighs> yes and no, though. Like I know it looks bad because it got worse when Arteta took over, but it wasn't working. He couldn't communicate. The squad were literally taking the piss out of him in training yeah. videos, like that we were watching. <laughs> it wasn't a good situation. <laughs> but Emery is legit a like I, I have this and probably most people have this hypothesis around like tiers of coaches, right? Like Emery is a decent like second tier coach, right? Like the second that guy landed in PSG, you just knew that like, oh man, this is mm-hmm. this is gonna be rough. Like sure enough, you you help Severe to to like to do the, the three peep thing, amazing. But to manage at top tier clubs, before those of you who maybe are hating on me because I, you're assuming I think Arsenal's a top tier club. <laughs> but like, hear me out. Hear me out. Um, Emery is like a, that's almost like second rung. Um, but he needs things to really work for him. Like he, like you see him at Villarreal now. Like that guy, that's where he thrives. Those those sorts of clubs where it's like use use few resources to get the most out of to make to make this team more than the sum of their parts, right? But he needs everything to work well like he needs everything to be to be perfectly gelled for that to occur and at arsenal he just didn't yeah it just wasn't the right environment same as psg in a different way but just not the right environment for him well that's what i mean in the sense of like you i I don't believe it's a single person who can tell me that pepe who 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 who's the midfielder alex who's the midfielder oh he wanted he wanted Banega he wanted, for Banega, he wanted um <laughs> zaha and he wanted someone oh, else sorry. remember who yes yeah, sorry he didn't want pepe he wanted they zaha, want pepe zaha yeah. listen um, arsenal would be in a much better position with zaha uh Banega, and emery than with whatever it is you're doing right now which is fine because listen i've been down the you know youngest team in the league thing we did that Ole's first year. Feels good. We Feels came good. third, by mm. the way. So you 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 have something to try and aspire to with the, the youngest squad over, in the league. I'm just saying, like, if, if you come third, then you've matched the achievement with the youngest team in the league, which was already done. However, what year, you know, what year was that? That was two years ago. The Bruno Fernandes half season. Youngest team uh. in the league. Just remember that. Youngest team in the league. But anyway, my point is, you would be better giving him who he wanted than giving him Nicola Pepe, seventy-two million, and whoever else came in instead of everybody. <laughs> like, come on, you'd be better. Yeah, it was. Roy, you want to take this? Was, I just, 
I just think no matter what happened, he was never going to last long. If you're the first guy in after the legacy guy, you're essentially being set up set up for a fall. Like, never be that guy. Like, never be the post-Fergie guy. Never, don't be the post, like, Steven Gerrard, don't be the post-Klopp guy. Like, no matter how well you do at Aston Villa, give, give some guy, some poor dude, the, the stage after Klopp so that that person can fall and you can come and come and do your thing. Like you don't want to be the next guy. And no matter what, like I think Una is a great coach. Give him his props. I mean the the guy be united in, in the Europa League final. Like he made it happen with a team that doesn't shouldn't have the talent do it. United. They shouldn't have yeah, done it. He, but they did. They he, they shouldn't have beaten Arsenal, but the guy did it in the semis, right? Give him his props. But man, if you're the first guy in after the legacy guy, you're done. So yeah. Eddie Howe stood no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Howe still doesn't. Um, I, I will add to that. I will add to that just because we're talking about. I, I was curious. Villarreal are twelfth, man. Like I, I agree that Emery is a decent manager, but like, yeah, giving giving him Wilfred Zaha was not going to turn this situation around, especially because and and Roy would have seen this video for sure. When he was announced, they did this video of him being given a tour around the club. And it was over from the second. Ivan Gazidis and him are walking down the tunnel. And Gazidis says, this is our tunnel area. And Emery just like nods as if he's got any idea what the hell is going on. (laughs) It was the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, the problem with managers is that once there's something to degrade them with, it's over because yep. once Good Evening happened, oh, that man. was it. There was no way because I think it, the downfall starts with social media. Like once Good Evening happened, it was done, done, yeah. done, done. There yeah. was no, there was no recovery. None yeah, at all. There really wasn't. There really wasn't. Uh, anyway, that's it. Yeah. Enough of uh, our two uh, shambolic football clubs. Um, why don't we talk about the shambles that was the Ballon d'Or? I mean. I, I hate this thing, but I, but I will happily take the piss out of it for a few minutes. Roy, Roy, did you did you watch the ceremony? I did. In in okay. between work, I watched the uh, the whole dial up hookup they had to to Chelsea, um, and the uh, I mean, let me let me say this. Let me start off on a good note. Like Didier Drogba looks amazing, man. I'm I'm gonna give the guy <laughs> his flowers. Like that guy looks good. Um, slightly awkward, but he looks good, so that's great. I don't like the bald um, head on him. You don't like it? No, I don't like it. I don't like mm. it. I, I, are you, I mean, you are you advocating hat or transplant or what? Ooh, the hat. I mean, I think he's still. I think he's bald by choice. Also, I know this is a big tangent, but discovering that Demba Ba and Ashley Young went bald by choice just ruined my day when I, when I found this out. I agree. I, I agree with that. Actually, as someone who is, who is becoming follically challenged, like it's just rude. Gotta use it. Gotta use it. That's Ashley Young went to Inter Milan at like 37 and suddenly had hair. Unbelievable. (laughs) So anyway, I, I I feel as though, uh, you know, there were, there were a few high points. Um, I'm a Formula One fan, so when I saw uh, Ocon and Fernando Alonso take off the helmets, I was like, "This is a very strange crossover." Like, <laughs> um, 
like this is the most mid team ever um the alpine team <laughs> so i don't much they paid to have their boys up on stage um but uh i mean we we can get into like the actual results uh, but but yeah i mean it was it was what it is it is what it is right it is what it is let, let me <laughs> let, let me say this i i don't believe like again social media narratives whatever but I don't believe that Messi winning was a robbery, as people have tried to make it out. Like, I mean, listen, he won, he, Argentina won the Copa America, you know, there were tears flowing everywhere, his first national tournament. You got to give the man that for that alone. Like it's the history of it, I understand. It's the kind of army in the World Cup, I get it. He did he did a bunch of other things on the Liga, leading every chart, whatever, I get it. But like if you don't give it to him when he did this, <laughs> like what's the point of, of giving anyone else when they won an international tournament? I don't I don't get that. However, then they said I, Alexis yeah. didn't win, whatever. It, shut up, it's messy. The the robbery <laughs> was not starting this Ballon d'Or event by saying, Hey Robert. Sorry that we didn't give it to you in 2020, even though we all have Zoom and we really could have done this. But mm. here you go. Now let's start 2021. That's the robbery to me. Instead, they created an award 10 minutes before the ceremony started. <laughs> Just to give them something. <laughs> Which is kind of the same thing. Best strike. It was like when they gave... <laughs> it was like when they gave Giggs player of the season just for being like old. They already have an award for best striker. It's like your golden ball or whatever the hell it is for scoring the most goals. <laughs> Did you see the tweet where uh, it sent you that gift looked like a rolling pin and a cutting and a circular cutting board? <laughs> so someone tweeted out, if you just like put them together, the rolling pin and the circular cutting board, it looks like the it looks like the award that Lewandowski <laughs> was given. <laughs> So not only was it something last minute, the the actual trophy itself was just like hacked together backstage oh. uh, with a bit of cardboard and like there you go, buddy. <laughs> oh I my did, god! I saw someone describe it as a roti, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> um, um, but I, I I also agree that like Lewandowski wasn't robbed this year, and and. And part of that is just like the Bundesliga thing. And I know it's offensive to, you know, those who love the Bundesliga. But look, the three of us playing up front for Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich would get 10 goals a season. I'm convinced of this. And so I, you know, it's not a surprise to me that Robin Lewandowski, the, one of the best strikers in the world, gets 50 a, a season. It's just, there's no defending happening. So like, yeah, well done. But you're not going to okay. beat Leo Messi. So I'm I'm gonna stand up for Lewandowski, right? Um, I'm not dissing him. I'm not just his league. I know you're not dissing him or the league. I hear what both of you have said. Twenty, like last year was really his year. But I will say, if you look up the stats, and I went a little geek mode here, <laughs> look up the per minute stats. Oh boy. Lewandowski. Last season. 1.5 goals and assists per 90. I mean, and he was injured for a bit, which is hilarious. Like, like he just came back and just did it. Even in that dodgy league. Oof. Like, that is I, a lot. I, I agree that he was really due one last year. But I think because of that, I feel like 
you gotta give the guy something something more than a cardboard cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? like, I, I'm I'm with you on that. Like if if Messi didn't win the Copa America, I I would say Lewandowski again. And then it would be twice in a row. And then you get to have an interesting discussion, right? About like the Messi Ronaldo era completely over. I think it's over now because mm. Messi's yeah. PSG performances are not gonna get you a Ballon d'Or at all. Like literally unless they win the Champions League and then they'll give it to him because he did it for the French team for the first time. Like PSG as the French team, I mean, not Marseille who won it mm-hmm. before, but the first time, whatever. But it's just not a huge robbery, even though I, I could have seen it either way. What I what I refuse to accept is Jorginho. I don't care that they won the mm-hmm. Champions League. I do not care at all that they won the Euros. I don't care. Jorginho is not the third best football player on earth. He is not top 30. No, 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 no. I, I know when you are. I know when you're speaking with your heart and with your head, and that was <laughs> that was a heart-based statement. I'm sorry. No, Jorginho, no. Jorginho is the was the architect of. I said of those no. Two sides. No. Oh, <laughs> he's he's oh, look. I don't like him. I find him very annoying. He's very very good at football. Listen, listen. He's good at football. Okay, sure, fine. But on the podium? Fam. Fam. Listen. No. Again, no. I'm even I'll even go to all the way to say Mohamed Salah on the basis of a calendar year has been insane. You can't you yes. can't put Jorginho over Salah. I don't care if he won like Space Jam against the Monstars. I don't care. Like Jorginho is not that dude. No. Well, this, all Salah had to do was win the Euros, and he could have he could have been there. But I, yes. you know, <laughs> but no, it's um, at real LFC fan says Salah seventh. Discuss why he was robbed. Also, hello to everyone and happy December. Um, happy December to you too. Um, so, if if you think that he should have been third, you, I assume you you would agree that he's been robbed at being seventh. I mean, he certainly should have been above Cristiano Ronaldo, who was sixth. Easy. I think if we're, if we're being real, like let's say me being real, I think top two is fine. I think number three is Conte, man. Like that Champions League run with Chelsea, like Conte carried that. T- like he was man of the match, essentially every every knockout game for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's as much as we talk about. Thomas Tuchel and, and all the great things that guy has done. If Conte wasn't on that team, that team doesn't make the Champions League final. Like, but they could without that, Jorginho. I'm pretty sure of that. that mm, thing, like, the penalties. Go, there must have been penalties along the way. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is where like the team contributing to the individual versus individual contributing to the team thing. Jorginho to me like just doesn't make sense. He won a lot, but like, I mean. Lots of people have won a lot. Like there's people's, like we we have this kid Matt Smith in Arsenal who has an FA Cup winners medal. No one no one even knows this kid exists. Like you can win stuff just being there, right? I'm not saying that for Jorginho, but Conte to me deserves to be number three. Jorginho doesn't doesn't deserve to be anywhere close to that. I I I I see it. I understand it. Uh, I almost agree with it. All I know is Salah should be above Ronaldo. 
which mm-hmm. in years past I would never admit to. But hey, he's also things... behind ben- Benzema. Oh, who it turns out I just heard this this stat is now the highest scoring Frenchman, right? French player ever in club football. Well, he just surpassed Henri. Well, both Benzema and Salah should be over Ronaldo. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. I think I think that's fair. Anything else? I, I I don't know. But those two, I would say someone like KDB is way too high in that ranking as well because he didn't play very much. And Bruno and Mason Mount with the same ranking is just no. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> There's just so many things I can't accept. But Donnarumma deserves to be higher up wherever than wherever he is as well, in my opinion. But Salah was definitely robbed. Definitely robbed. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, and then you had uh, Pedri with like the most exploited child award. Um, uh, Alexia Puteas won the women's Ballon d'Or. I like deserves it as far as I understand, but I was disappointed that um, the Canadians didn't make the top three. I thought. Yeah. Um, Vivian, my demo. There's like another. There's like a made-up award yeah. that's not like Ballon d'Or. Like and they gave it the to BBC her. BBC one. Oh, is that is that just for England? Because I saw it and I was like, mm, "Yeah, the are they BBC learning?" Award. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's yeah. she's good. She's good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, on on the um, the woman who the woman who won on what's her name again? Sorry, I forgot. Uh, Alexia Pateas. So it maybe it was just me. I felt it. I felt it. It a little strange when they went through the whole like video montage slash interview thing. Um, and I guess it's normal, but like especially the part about her father, like I, I um, I don't know why I felt it was strange, because it's just like a normal story of what happened in her life growing up. But mm. um, but she really held it together, like, because uh, that if that was me on stage, I would have been an absolute wreck. Like, um, man, I uh, I was like. I was like sweating tears, like at at my wedding. Like tears were just flowing out of me, and just at my wedding. Like, oh wait, have... are you are you one of those guys who we've seen on Twitter where the 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 captions always like, if my husband doesn't cry like this, <laughs> he should just <laughs> the way back. Like, are you one Yo, of those? My shoulders are shaking so much. I think I like <laughs> flopped out of my out of my jacket, man. Like <laughs> it was it was ridiculous. Heavy. But anyway, like she held it together so hard and i think maybe maybe there's a part of me that just felt like oh that's like a really vulnerable topic to be to be aired on on that occasion but maybe that's just me i i felt it was like interesting slash strange it's not the first time that they've done weird shit to the women's ballon d'or winner remember when uh ada hegberg won it and the The dj host asked was it the DJ? Yeah, asked if she would yeah. twerk or something. I was yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Anyway, they they need to improve that side of the operation. I mean, they need to improve the whole operation, let's be honest. It's it's dreadful as a production, but you know, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, a uh, friend of the show, Raul Carvapoli, uh, has submitted this question. Um, who would you nominate for a Ballon d'Or? Or, yeah, as in the apostrophe oh what is the stupidest thing that a footballer uh, or someone involved in football has done in 2021 any thoughts oh no that was 2020 um I, it doesn't matter go for it anyway you know what there's a recent one um bernie's buddy andres Pereira just uh gifted uh 
I mean, it was it was just a horrible mistake. He gifted Balmeras the couple of Ventadores with his buddy David Luiz. So I think we're we're together on this, man. Like your old boy, our old wow. boy. <laughs> I, this I, is I, perfect. I, I hate them both. So <laughs> <laughs> that was man. brutal. That was brutal. Um, that's that's a decent shot, but very recency bias there. I, yeah, it's I, hard I, to remember I, too far back. I was going to go with not one event, but the entire fall period. So autumn, for those who are in not in America, uh, that was Harry Maguire's fall. <laughs> and I, I think, listen, I'm a big supporter of that man. But that, that autumn period for that man was one of the worst I've ever seen of, of anybody. I, I couldn't like believe it. It was like someone took his... Took his computer chip out we just like unplugged him unbelievable He's so many errors leading to goals and red cards and oh my yes and the knee slide on top of it oh mate mate self-awareness have some self-awareness <laughs> that's all i ask oh he was he was he was so waiting for that goal man like the moment the moment that ball went to the net like you could just feel his whole, you could feel the relief and like everything, man. Like he'd been holding that in for so long. And then sure enough, he goes straight back to United. And The, the thing that that to proved Harry. to me is that like, and one of the reasons why I'm like, you know what, Solskjaer, you probably deserve this, is that he probably didn't look at him and say, mate, you've been shit. <laughs> because <laughs> if someone actually tells you, or if I, anyone in the squad if anyone in the squad told him, bro, you've been shit for three months, mate. Like, there's no way that you go in front of the the world and you cup your fucking, like, hands on your ears. <laughs> like, you did something. As if, like, no, you've just been talking shit about me. They've got me all wrong. What do you mean? <laughs> I like I you, bro. You've been, you were great last year. But this? Nah, mate. Nah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I wish you had done instead was the Diego Simeone... Uh... <laughs> The cojones? So, the cojones. <laughs> oh, God. That, w- that would have been even better, man. <laughs> Maybe the slide with the cojones at the end. That would have been a, a great or, or, or if he gave the soothing. <laughs> Something. Oh, I should have sent him, sent him back to Greece on holiday to set, get his head right. Something. Just throw him in jail for a bit and let, then bring him back. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Corrective... Uh, Corrective time off. Um, I'm going to go. Have either of you watched the Juventus uh, All or Nothing yet? No. Uh, no, I just, I've seen little bits on, on Twitter, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. So I don't actually know if this is 2021. I think it must have been, but who knows what day it is anymore. Um, you'll probably have seen this bit because it was all over Twitter. But, um, you know, Weston McKenney signs for Juve and they show him being toured around the club and eating his first meal there and he sits down and he's having lunch with uh, Giorgio Chiellini and Chiellini's being very nice he's asking him some questions do you like Italian food like how do you feel about pasta how do you feel about pizza and McKenny just I don't know maybe because I thought he'd be a bit more like cultured and European because of his time at Schalke and stuff but he just like sits down and he's just like yeah, the food would be better if they, if they mixed in like brownies and burgers and stuff. Then I'd be fine. And the, and then Kili, you know, asked him about his his thoughts on on pizza, and he says, yeah, yeah, I like pizza. And Kili is like, yeah, cool. And then he's then he starts talking about ranch sauce, man. 
and he's like if you if you dip the pizza in the ranch dressing that's that's really good and and Chiellini literally goes what the fuck are you telling me <laughs> like what are you saying <laughs> it's just like it's the most american thing i've ever seen See, I, just, I, I just felt so embarrassed i thought right then you were gonna say that like he said he likes Hawaiian pizza. And I famously like Hawaiian pizza, but I also have self-awareness knowing I'm not going to go to Italy and go say something like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this yeah. might be the reason. There's probably some Italian juju based on based on that conversation, man. Because since that guy stepped into Juve, like, you know, things have been, things have been going downhill. So I mean, there's, there's maybe some... some southern italian even though they're some some <laughs> southern italian jews you see like, oh man these guys up north they they don't they don't play the right people so that um, ranch bullshit yeah it's just bad just bad um the only other thing that occurred to me was um you guys remember when uh, it was like recently canada played haiti and i hate to to drag on Haiti because like God knows they've been through enough but the goalkeeper scored one of the worst own goals I've ever seen in my life like he received a back pass he miscontrolled it he caught up with it then went to kick it away and like fell over himself and (laughs) the ball went in the goal it was I've never seen anything like it no I'm just sad I don't want to laugh at them I know I know it's rough thanks for bringing it up speaking of of keepers I'm not sure if you saw the uh the England was it England Latvia women's women's game that mm. that happened the the twenty nil um and and there's a clip of the goalkeeper taking a goal kick at the end the Latvian goalkeeper and I don't think the ball makes it past like the eighteen yard line just goes straight out and people oh, were no. dissing her and I and I just thought you know if you've conceded twenty goals uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have no energy to to kick a ball past the 18 yard line like she felt like you know what it's all good when when you concede yeah. a, a bad own goal when you concede 20 goals we should we should give give keepers some some love like yeah it's a tough job it's a tough job also like it doesn't matter at that point it doesn't <laughs> I, I i blame the coaching staff for not like throwing in the towel like making up like you know what you know what you do at that point like you make up a fake terrorist plot like the, or, or something to get everyone out the stadium, like something at ten. Like I'm making some shit up. Like I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way I'm lasting till twenty at ten. Yeah. Nah, streaker is going on the pitch. Something is gonna happen to change this dynamic. No. The, no. the head of the Latvian FA just walks on and is like, "We forgot to tell you that we all have COVID." And then you know. <laughs> <laughs> or Game remember when like, you only lose three 0 Remember when in Greece, like the owner of that club came on with a gun, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> that? like someone's got to do something drastic. Like <laughs> when, I agree. Do you do you think uh, it's rude to score twenty goals? Yeah, I honestly think it is a bit rude. It has to be. I I think what's more rude is like four players got hat tricks. <laughs> That's like the biggest game of four players, man. Four players got international hat tricks. This is crazy. Like, do you go back after the game and you're like celebrating, or are you just like, you know what? That's kind of shit. That was kind of fun. 
god. You have to do penalty shootout amongst yourself to take the match ball? Or like you take all the match balls from from, from the ball? Just give us all of Just a bag. Bag of balls. <laughs> Harry Kane is currently trying to arrange a friendly against Latvia women. Oh my god. <sighs> he swears he scores one of those goals. Oh man. <laughs> All right, we got a couple more questions that we need to get through. So um, let's change tack a little bit. Uh, Let me just find it here. Um, Omar at Omar Jalil on Twitter says, we've seen a throwing coach at Liverpool and now Wimbledon have a substitutes coach making sure subs are ready to impact the game. Um, What other specialist coaches do you expect to see over the coming decade? Hmm. I actually didn't know about the Wimbledon thing. But um, Omar very kindly attached a link to a YouTube video about it. And it is very interesting. Basically, Wimbledon have this 25-year-old coach who just works with the subs. Uh, In fact, he doesn't call them subs. He calls them finishers um, Mm -hmm. to kind of change their mindset around being on the bench and make them more psychologically and physically ready to to enter the game, which is really quite interesting. Uh, I like that. That's a very good idea, actually. Mm -hmm. Other kind of coach. Are we gonna see? Um, I want a penalties coach, some for some team somewhere. Like, like literally, you get like, okay, here's where I want to see in football. Okay, when there's a penalty awarded, you're allowed to come to the sideline and talk to your penalty coach, like draw up a play or something like that, <laughs> like, you know, and then go back and put it into motion. And I would allow the keepers to do the exact uh, same thing. We found a job for Henri and Perez. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Definitely could help his mouth start, like figure out which one <laughs> of these two penalties could I put past David De Gea. Um, Absolutely. Did you see Rafinha's penalty today? Yeah. It, it was like a three-stage run-up. Very strange. You know, keep keepers nowadays seems like it seems like more of them are staying in the middle of the middle of the goal and just waiting. It's uh, yeah, I ruined the Crystal Palace keeper, but um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think on the coach thing, what I think about is is a heading coach, like someone to teach players, not necessarily how to like head the ball, almost like how to jump properly to head the ball. <laughs> That's a good like, point. The amount of players who I see, who just like you think, okay, you have to you have to get the timing right, especially on corners. This is why I actually think the addition to the set piece coach is like how to how to head the ball in a corner easier said than done but i look at a guy like cristiano and i think man surely that can be taught right mm. like aside from the spring in a step like surely like you know how f1 f1 <laughs> drivers train their neck right mm-hmm. um and uh and the the timing the neck training, all this stuff, I feel like there's there's something there. There's more to goals to there. your point, there's a whole video on how they did it with Ronaldo. You know, it's Is like it you know, in really? NFL they have like the weights and stuff when they're like when they're like running to, to create yeah. tension and stuff. He did that. They did, you know, actually neck training, did all sorts of stuff, but with him and a personal trainer and someone at United. So they could just no make way. that a specialist job. Yeah. What, yeah. what did he do? Just like hang a couple of his children off each leg or like. <laughs> they weren't there yet. So I assume they just hung like uh, dollar bills around his ankle <laughs> or something. Like a lot of them. That is interesting though. And, but I think it's a good point, especially when it comes to like corners specifically are a massive waste of everyone's time. 
statistically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like nothing, nothing ever happens from corners. Once in a while, something does, and so everyone thinks that they're a dangerous situation. But you're far off. You're far better off statistically, just like passing the ball back to the goalkeeper and starting again. Mm. So I think, I think, I think, yeah, people, people to try and make the most of those situations, um, in some way, would definitely be useful. I, I have to admit, Omar, I couldn't come up with a serious answer to this question. So. Um, fashion coaches because look you dress well you feel good you play better at least in theory and football players I, I mean some of their clothing choices are horrendous and look I, I barely have a leg to stand on right I wear a hoodie like most days but I don't get 90,000 pounds a week to sort out my wardrobe so something like Queer Eye for the footballer I think would be very useful mm. Uh, they think they're fashionable. You can't help them there. <laughs> so, like they actually feel good. So remember that picture of of United in the in the nine no the like mid two thousands with like Rio Ooh. and and uh, O'Shea and all the the baggy oh. jeans. And, I would argue yeah. that they were they were good because they had no fashion sense. None whatsoever. I think mm. they just cared about ball. And clothes were secondary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all Rio Ferdinand and Wayne Rooney cared about. That whole sure. generation of United, we've pro all, they've all proven to be about, the right? biggest. <laughs> like, they're not very intelligent people, as their their support of Cristiano Ronaldo this week has kind of shown. So, like, to ask them to put on clothes at match, I'm sorry, bro, <laughs> that's a step too far. <laughs> what I'm saying, get them some help. <laughs> Speaking of clothing, I feel like there needs to be a conversation about good old Xavi and his mm. his decision to wear jeans on the sideline. I feel what do you like think it means. I feel like as a new coach, you cannot wear jeans on the sideline. Like you need to go, you need to go one direction. You either go tracksuit, you go like Thomas Tuchel way, or you go suit. Right. I mean, I can understand the quasi like Arteta. He has a slacks. He looks somewhat. There's a jacket on. Formal. Yeah, yeah. This whole like sweater and jeans thing. I I want <laughs> I want Barcelona relegated for this man. Like, how is this guy rocking up with jeans? <laughs> it's very Spanish of them. Remember Luis Enrique is yeah. literally wearing like yeah like at the Euros like a t-shirt and like camo pants or whatever and sneakers Luis like, Enrique is a, that guy is a crime he's a walker remember <laughs> oh, oh was it he had the whole Spanish team or was it his Barcelona team in like full denim do you remember oh, that oh yes yes like Champions League final something like that yeah like, oh man listen I, I just think Pep Luis Enrique and who did you say Xavi, Xavi. they can Xavi. all go in the bin as far as what, what they're doing <laughs> fashion-wise. Like, I know we make fun of Michael Carrick, but that man took his two job that he had for three days seriously. He came out with the suit jacket, with the sweater, the tie. Man said, I'm here for my audition. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Any other help watching? <laughs> Just no. Yeah. Oh, I'm serious. Man. Ryan Mason did the same thing end of last season. Full suit. Okay, here's my question. If you were managing Arsenal, what would you do? Tracksuit or suit? 
Alex, I think, would be a tracksuit manager. No, no, I I might have to get in the bin. I because I'm not going to wear a suit every day, but I'm also not because the thing with the tracksuit is right. You wear a tracksuit because it allows freedom of movement, which implies that you're about to get up and do something. But like you're not, so you're not going to be on the sideline. You're not going to be shouting shouting oh. stuff that players don't don't listen to. Yeah, oh, no, I would I would do that less than Arteta, but yeah, I, w- I would shout for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm suit a hundred percent, man, a hundred percent. Um, yeah. I, I, do you if, think if do you think in, people... depending on the weather? Yeah, go on. No, I was a question. Depending on the weather, like, does the weather change anything about oh, like okay. how? You... Man, you know, people people over here. I'm Kenyan, so people will ask me sometimes in the summer when I'm wearing when I'm wearing a jacket, like, "Aren't you hot?" You know, whatever. I just feel growing up in Kenya, you just put on clothes and you deal with the weather. Like mm-hmm. I never looked at the weather growing up. I just put on clothes and then figured it out. <laughs> Whatever like, happens, happens. If I'm, if I'm cold, I'm cold. If I'm hot, I'm hot. <laughs> but these are the clothes I chose. So <laughs> if it's raining, I've got the suit on. If it's snowing, I've got the suit on. If it's like the middle of the middle of summer, whatever, I've got the suit on. So yeah, man. Fair, all fair. I, I yeah. think I'd have to go with the Irv Renard look. That's that's. that's uh, how many yeah. buttons? How many? How two, many two, buttons? Two open. Two <laughs> top two open. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Has to be. Yeah, it's a good look. It's a good look. You'd you'd have to uh, travel around though. You're not going to be a one club man with that. You know, you got to take that talent place to place. Yeah, well, my my philosophies are outdated, so I probably won't be a one club man long. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's anticipating the sack already. <laughs> but at least I had a good time at the place I live. So whatever. <laughs> at least I looked good, but I wasn't pressing. All right, uh, one more question. Uh, JB Brackpool at JB Brackpool says, following up on the conversation from last week, if you could pick uh, a team of footballers and managers to form a Justice League slash Avengers style team of heroes. Who are you picking? Um, I, I'm gonna recuse myself from this one a little bit because I, uh, this isn't really my bag, baby. I came prepared. Excellent. Oof. Yeah, you, you, you go, Bernie. You can see I, 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 I did my homework. I'm a, I'm a very big fan of comic books, superheroes, Justice League in particular. So here's how it's gonna be: Superman is messy <laughs> <laughs> because greatest of all time, greatest superhero of all time, sure. Batman is Salah. I don't know why I just I just have that vibe of like mysterious swoops in, does this thing, wrecks you, and then goes home. Uh, Green Lantern because Green Lantern can create anything that he wants. He has to have ideas, so I went Tiago Idea Alcantara for that. Wonder wait, Woman. Wait, huh? Sorry, Green Lantern can create anything he wants. He has a he can't create anything. He has a ring. And from the ring, he can create green constructs of things that he uses to fight. Uh, he's a laser printer. Effectively, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Cool. So, with the idea guy, because you only, you know, you need the good yeah. ideas to come up with that. Wonder Woman is Vivian, my demo, I thought. Makes sense to me. Yay. Cyborg, Holland, your half-human, yep. half-machine. Flash Ooh. Mbappe. I almost put Dan James in here for the banter. Uh, <laughs> I, not even a Dharma Traore getting in there? Nah, Ooh. no. Um, and 
Aquaman, I pick Ronaldo because he's a diver. Like it. <laughs> I like it. Oh, that's good. That's good. But I, I can try a quick Avengers. Uh, I don't know too much about Justice League, but let's see. Iron Man, let's do CR7 because he... Cocky break. CR7, is, it's strange because he seems like... He seems like he's been he is he's rich like like old school rich but he's not like mm. there's there's something <laughs> mm. about there's something about him like that so that's why I think about him. He's adopted uh, the the mannerisms of old yeah, man. He's yeah. in. He's in. Um, Hulk. I mean, the easy shout here is to just go for Hulk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just Adama saw that Gabriel. Adama's a good shout too. Gabrielle from Arsenal just fought off some armed thugs who were trying really? to steal his merc. Yeah, just just came out. Um, oh God, look, why does so, this keep happening to Arsenal? Is is, is Arsenal know. training like weapons and like you know military <laughs> training, like self defense training? Is that what you guys do? We need we need to name. give Kalasinac something to do. Okay, <laughs> that, that's the coach you're missing. <laughs> military <laughs> warfare. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, just because Gabriel fought off some thugs today, I'll give it. I'll give him Hulk. Um, right. Thor. First one that comes to mind is uh, Danish captain Simon Simon Kjar. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Fair, it will make him skinny Thor just because you know save save a life. Um, Black Panther. Black Panther. There can only be one answer to this. Yeah. Now I feel pressure now. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm like, oh man. Okay, you know, I'm gonna give my reasoning. And give okay. So this is the guy who recently has been standing up for his black people um, okay. on the continent and standing up for himself, much like Black Panther mm-hmm. stands up for Wakanda, and that man is Edward Mendy. You know what? That made so much more sense than what I was going to say. That was, you were going to say Oba. I was going to say Obamian because he wore the mask. That's it. This is a better reason. This is a much better reason. I let down my boy. Um, uh, listen, there's been a lot of bad Mendy press lately, so it's good to get some good Mendy press in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'll I'll leave it on that one. Um, bad, bad press, yeah. including the shimmy shake that Jaden Sancho gave him. But the, you know we have no time for that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me say this. I saw that tweet, Bernie, and let me tell you, man, you were too gassed for that. It was a two one with no one around them. Listen, how are you gassing up this shake thing when the have dude? Have you is... seen the 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 view from behind the goal? When nah, literally nah. he shook my man, and my man. <laughs> Like he danced like a Congolese uncle to that. Like that was unbelievable. Shook that man yeah. like he was no, nothing. Woo-hoo-hoo. Go watch that that camera angle behind it. That was saucy. Oh my you god! You know, you know we haven't talked about here today, which I feel like is worth mentioning. So Man United go to Chelsea, draw one one. Mm-hmm. The most important part of that match, I feel, was an hour before when the lineups came out. Because as an Arsenal fan, let me tell you, Bernie, I knew exactly what was happening. And let me mm-hmm. just let me just let me give you this perspective. All right. About two and a half years ago, Arsenal were playing 
Man City. And Pep came out with this team. Like, it was like Phil Foden was in the lineup and he hadn't played much. Gundogan had been out for a while. He was in the lineup. There was no Aguero. There was no KDB. And I realized, oh, man, Guardiola is just treating this like a... Let me see if I can win with these guys. Let's, let's have some fun. <laughs> and let me tell you, as soon as I saw that Chelsea lineup, I was like, Tuchel is doing a let me see if I can win with these guys game. To be so fair, has... Tuchel's been doing that all season since like... <laughs> since yeah, like, injured. He's like, partly. you know what? Havertz, you're going to go up here. But listen, to your point, I thought, I knew he was going to go false nine. I didn't realize the false nine would be Timo Werner. <laughs> the actual false nine. The permanent actual false nine. Guys, oh, man. man. It's, it's got to be over. Like, Yeah, yeah. Babe, fair play. You, yeah. you, you guys hung in there. You got a point. Um, yeah. Like, we'll, listen, we'll... I was saying to the guys, and not to make this my night show, do you know how amazing it felt to look organized <laughs> like these are the little victories i take in my day i was like oh my god narrow oh my god getting to tackles oh my god not being overrun in midfield what a day <laughs> that's all i cared about that's it it just it just leads to more questions though doesn't it because it's um, just like Carrick um, was there the whole time you know oh either he wasn't listen either social wasn't receptive or Carrick wasn't assertive. It's just it's just weird when like the guy who was number two comes in and everything looks very very different. You know? they, they've done these tactics many many times before. This is nothing new. They've done the split forward thing many many times under Solskjaer and Carrick. There's nothing new that happened that game or the game before. Remember, Ronaldo was dropped against Everton and they looked incredibly competent <laughs> until Ronaldo came on. This is nothing new. The difference is, and I love him to death, okay? But Sir Alex goes, Ronaldo has to play every game. And the fans go, fuck you, he's got to play every game. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Carrick goes, I'm going to wear this suit for three days. Ronaldo, get the hell out of here. Like, <laughs> there's no pressure on him to do anything. But that's, that's how the cookie crumbles. Fair enough. Uh, Well, yeah, just other results from the weekend. City beat West Ham. The West Ham slide seems to have started a little bit, maybe. We'll see. Um, Leicester smashed Watford 4-2. Watford's injury list is unreal, man. It's like half the squad. Good luck, Claudio. Um, Arsenal beat Newcastle 2-0. Newcastle are terrible, but Sambi Lukonga passed them off the the pitch, and I was very happy about that. Sambi did well. I'm I'm glad that... uh... Him and Nuna got to play. They uh, they both did a good well. call, and they both did, they both did great. Yeah, yeah. good goal I, from Martinelli too. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a good goal. I did I did see some overreaction to the um, Tomiyasu ball. Uh, so people being like, if De Bruyne had played that, we'd never hear the end of it. I'm like, no, it was just like he just floated it over the top. Like it was yeah. nice, it was and good. and it was a little heavy. Let's be honest, it was a little. <laughs> <heavy>. <laughs> Can yeah, I start I an agenda? Like... Can Jeez. I start an agenda? It, it's not an. It's not actually even a negative agenda. I think it's positive. But I, I just find it so interesting that the same people that told me that, oh my God, Wamasaka has to learn how to attack. Uh, meanwhile, he's an elite level defender. 
are now absolutely over the moon about Tomiyasu, who, in my opinion, is an unbelievable defender and needs to learn how to attack. I just find the hypocrisy. I just want to call it out there. I'm willing to accept your apologies. It's okay. But if without that, I'll at least accept your hypocrisy. That's all I'm saying. Bernie. I, I have no idea who he's talking. When you start a sentence with Bernie, it's, it's not going to be good. <laughs> it's not going to be good, man. Listen, I watched Aaron Bissaka. Like your African brother, oh, by the way. Just just putting that out there. My African brother, mm-hmm. love you, man. The issue <laughs> I have with Aaron Bissaka is like he does not know where his feet are going. Before no, he doesn't. He does. Aside from when he's defending, and actually, I think it sort of helped him when he's defending because, like, his feet just come out of nowhere, and that guy blocks every cross. That like every cross he blocks it. You do not run past that guy with a ball. You can run past him without the ball. He won't follow you. But <laughs> when you have the ball, <laughs> you can run past him. The difference, though, with Tomiyasu is Tomiyasu knows where his feet are going. So I will say, he's not Cafu level. He's not Danny Alves level. But I do think it's a little unfair to class Aaron Bissaka Bambi with Tomiyasu, who, I'll while say. not being elite, has some... I mean, he did... Could could Wan-Bissaka do what Tomiyasu did on the weekend? I mean, Wan-Bissaka no. scores goals as well and he had four assists and two goals last season while Cancelo had three so I'm just hmm. saying numbers wise I mean, numbers wise I understand, if you, I understand if you, what you're saying I actually do if you understand long enough you, everyone scores goals not okay? Tomiyasu not Tomiyasu my, my point I is I understand done. what he's saying because he's right he is he is Bambi and he doesn't know where to put one foot in front of the totally understand it but that's the best lockdown defender in world football period he is I'm not even 100%. making it up. He is the best no. lockdown defender in world football, period. Yeah. And you add the fact that somehow, some way, he still puts up attacking statistics that are just as good as anyone else except for Trent Alexander-Arnold. I, I'm okay. Sorry, sorry. Right. I just I had to investigate because you said he scores goals. He's scored two. That's what Ever. I said. I literally said two. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hide that from you. I said he scored two. Just sneaks in. Like, the S just sneaks in after goal. Just sneaks in. And he scored them both yeah. last year. So... <laughs> I <right>. didn't... <laughs> it's just how it is, boys. He he does uh... get attacking statistics, but he's the best lockdown defender in the world. I don't, right. I don't see how people hate on someone who's the best at something. I don't think anyone really hates on him. Uh... He just plays for Man United. You can't leave him alone. Um, but I am going to back Tomiyasu to get two goals in his career as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right with you there. <laughs> Actually, how old is Wan-Bissaka, by the way? 23? Uh, 22? Something like that. 24. So Tomiyasu is younger than this guy. Yeah, time's on his side. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have two goals by 24 for sure. <laughs> Alright, when Tomiyasu gets gets his second goal, that's when Roy's coming back on. Okay? Oh, Imagine if he comes back in on. one game. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> Get a brace. It's all over. Yeah. Alright, lads. We better leave it there. Uh, Roy, absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us. We'll do hey, it again. It was awesome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Bernie, good luck. Oh, man. Trying to arrange travel stuff. Yeah, we'll for see you. what happens. Thank All you, right. lads. All right. Talk to you soon. Ciao.
Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.